Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, episode 59, recorded Friday, May 21st, 2021. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hi there, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cinturpino. Well, I'm back again recording on a Friday. This weekend, we'll be conducting our first open water certification dives in Jamestown, Rhode Island at Fort Wetherill, so I needed to adjust once again. Also, this weekend is the culmination of our 2021 Patty Dive Master class. Our four candidates have worked very hard over the past three months and will earn their PADI Pro designation in a few days. And then, next week, Donna and I are taking our first dive trip since December of 2019, when we head down to Nassau for the shop's annual trip over the Memorial Day weekend. We are really looking forward to getting away and getting some warm water diving in. I think we will also be at the new Stewart Cove location. Rumor has it that the operation has moved. I'll let you know all about it when we get back. Hopefully, more locations will open up as more people get vaccinated, the spread of the virus subsides, and we can get back to normal. On today's episode, I'll be doing another installment of Sea Hunt It's Still Alive when we head back to Season 3 with the invaders. But first up is Scuba Shack Radio's news and information segment, Wet Notes. So let's get started. This is Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Friday, May 21, 2021. First up today is some news from the History of Diving Museum down in Isle Mirada, Florida. About a month ago, on April 21st to be precise, they opened up a new exhibit at the museum. This new exhibit is called Diving in Pop Culture, and it runs through December 2021. The exhibit showcases the underwater world portrayed in advertising, entertainment, and mainstream culture. The museum says that there is something for everyone. They have the regulator that was used in Star Wars. I think I read somewhere that it might have been an old decor that was used for Darth Vader's heavy breathing. They also have stuff from Jaws, Men of Honor, and of course, Sea Hunt. Yes, it's still alive. This is not a virtual exhibit, so you'll have to get down to Isle Mirada before December 31st to catch Diving in Pop Culture. Pick or it didn't happen. That's the tagline used by Ike Light. 
I'm sure to have my Eichelite Olympus TG6 rig when I head down to Nassau in a couple of days. Well, I just saw that they are running a contest for people to design their new pick or it didn't happen t-shirt. The design winner will get $500 worth of Eichelite gear. That's pretty nice. I hope you also would get a t-shirt. Now the contest opened on May 1st and runs until June 6th, so there's not a lot of time. The designs must be underwater photos or have an underwater theme. And you must incorporate pick or it didn't happen into the design. No other words are allowed. You cannot use the Eichelite logo or any other copyrighted material. The entry form is on the Eichelite blog, so you'll have to search for Eichelite contest to find a link. I wasn't able to get it to it directly from their main website, so just do a little bit of searching there. So, fire up your creative juices and enter the Pick or It Didn't Happen t-shirt design contest from Eichelite. What is Hope Reef? Well, this is very interesting. Hope Reef is an initiative that is being sponsored by Sheba, the cat food brand. Hope Reef is in Sulawesi, Indonesia, and they are planning to restore 185,000 square meters of reef. The restoration spells out hope, and apparently you can spot the letters on Google Earth. The purpose beyond restoration is to drive awareness and show how positive change can happen in our lifetime. Hope Reef was unveiled on May 5th, 2021, but it actually started two years ago. It is using something called Reef Star technology that incorporates 90 centimeter wide steel stars that the corals can attach to. Hope Reef has its own YouTube channel, and you can check out the short 1 minute and 38 second video called The Film That Grows Coral. It's called The Film That Grows Coral because all advertising revenues from the film support the Hope Reef. Just go out there and search Hope Reef. Take a look. Diving with a Purpose. That's exactly what a team of divers started last week. According to an Associated Press article that I read, this team of 5 to 10 divers started a massive six-month effort to clean up Lake Tahoe out in California. Their plan is to cover 72 miles of shoreline, and their goal is to conduct three dives each week to a depth of about 25 feet. The team will be running this dive schedule from now through November. The operation is being sponsored by a nonprofit called Clean Up the Lake. It was founded by a guy named Colin West, who is a diver and a filmmaker. The ultimate cost of this endeavor is $250,000. On that first dive, they pulled 200 pounds of trash from Lake Tahoe and tagged 20 larger items for subsequent removal. 
It's amazing that people still use our lakes, rivers, and oceans as garbage dumps. Good luck to this team for making a difference and diving with a purpose. In case you missed it, PSI, PCI, the gurus of scuba cylinder inspection, recently posted a short article on Dive Newswire. They needed to dispel a couple of rumors flying around out there about scuba tanks. One was about old Luxford tanks, but that's not what I want to talk about here. Apparently, there is a really bad rumor going around that beginning in 2021, steel cylinders are exempt from O2 cleaning requirements. What? How did that one start? And that is just unsafe and dangerous. CGA, or the Compressed Gas Association, states O2 cleaning is required for anything above 23.5% O2. Please, please, please make sure you get your tanks properly serviced and, and cleaned for O2 as necessary. Thanks, PSI, PCI. And finally, here is some news from Vermont. The Vermont Business Magazine recently reported that there has been an appeal of the Vermont Agency of Natural Resources permit to sink the 152-foot ferry MV Adirondack as an artificial reef in Lake Champlain. The Vermont National Resource Council, VNRC, and the Lake Champlain Committee, LCC, has appealed the permit. The VNRC's Policy and Water Program Director, John Groveman, doesn't think that this sinking is for the benefit of the people of Vermont as it only serves a small group of divers. Lori Fisher, the executive director of LCC, stated that Lake Champlain is not a dumping ground. She feels the PCBs and other contaminants from the ferry will impact their drinking water. She indicated that Lake Champlain already has 100 wrecks and doesn't need the MV Adirondack on the bottom. Certainly an interesting perspective. Wondering how this one will all turn out. Well, that's it for this edition of Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio. Time for another installment of Sea Hunt, It's Still Alive, here on Scuba Shack Radio. And this time we're heading back to July 30th, 1960, for Season 3, Episode 30, titled The Invader. In this episode, Mike is on assignment to a small, unnamed Latin America country where his job is to train a new underwater demolition team. In the opening underwater scenes, Mike is with two other divers, and they are placing underwater charges. 
Mike says that in wartime, the underwater soldier only has his blade and a bundle of explosives. Well, when the charges go off, you see the divers being violently uh, tossed about. But they're okay. They were just far enough away from the concussion. Back on the boat, Mike tells us that he has started with 20 men, but now he is down to two. There is Thomas Viegas, a wealthy Princeton graduate, and Paul Ramirez, better known as Indio, an orphan who is happy but can be as serious as a barracuda. But there is trouble ashore. The scene shifts to the office of the Presidente, Presidente Duran, and he is being confronted by an opposition leader, Cesario Savano, who is calling for revolution against Duran's tax bill. Mike confronts Cesario, who storms out. Mike is worried about this little dictator, but Presidente Duran assures him he was a soldier and all will be well. Now, we're back on the boat where Mike still has his hands full with a rivalry between Tomas and Indio. Underwater, Tomas and Indio get into a fight while training. Mike forces him to the surface. Thomas tells Indio that if he kicks him again like that, he'll cut his throat. Mike tells him that they gotta learn to work together. So now Tomas asks to go ashore to go on a date. With dawn comes trouble. A speedboat approaches the Argonaut with a colonel who tells them that Presidente Duran has been abducted by Savano and is being held in an island four miles offshore. What can you do, asked the colonel. We'll think of something, Mike replies. Give us until noon, and if you haven't heard from us by then, you never will. The next thing we see is Tomas on the radio, and he is talking to Silvano at the fort. He's the revolutionary, a traitor to El Presidente. He tells them that there will be an underwater attack. Now, as Mike and Indio are getting ready their gear, we see Tomas sneaking a flare gun into his rig. Back underwater, the three divers are set for a long swim with patrol boats circling around. So Mike takes the boys deep into the channel. To create a diversion, Mike sends up a surface marker buoy with a time fuse bomb on it. When it goes off, the fort thinks it's a torpedo and Silvano realizes Mike Nelson is on his way. Presidente Duran says Mike Nelson is an extraordinary man, to which Savano replies, he's an extraordinary dead man. You see, the revolutionaries have set up a concrete and steel screen across the channel. The only way through is the blast. But they want to confuse the patrol boats and the fort, so they set off a series of bombs in different locations while they blow up the screen. One, two, three, bombs go off and the guards in Savannah are confused. With the concrete and steel screen blown apart, Mike leads the divers through. Just then, 
Tomas takes off. Where's he going? He makes his way to the seawall and is ready to fire off his flare gun to signal the fort when Mike jumps him. They then tie Tomas to a floating raft off the island and set off a smoke bomb again to confuse the revolutionaries. Mike and Indio head to the other side of the island. They're getting shallower and shallower until Mike pops his head up, all clear, and they get out of the water and ditch their scuba gear. The raft trick worked, Mike tells Indio, and he tells him to keep them busy while he gets El Presidente. Indio starts tossing grenades all around. The guards are shooting at everything. Now we see Mike armed with a small revolver while Savano is starting to freak out in the cell. He keeps calling out for Martinez. President Duran is smiling smugly as the havoc reigns. Mike sneaks in the fort armed with his revolver and then we see Savano tell the guard to go out and find Martinez. Well, that opens the door for Mike to be called in by Presidente Duran. Mike surprises Savano and tells him to call off the revolutionary. When he says no, Mike says he's a peaceful man, but he won't hesitate to shoot him. He'll give him to five. One, two, three. Okay, Savano gives up and radios the men to stand down. Mike has thwarted the revolution and saved El Presidente. In the final scene, we see Mike at the helm of his boat, with a medal pinned to his chest, his first from a foreign government. Indio Ramirez is now the head of the country's coastal defense. Once again, Leonard Nimoy shows up on Sea Hunt, where he played Indio. The Invader wasn't filmed in a small Latin American country. The filming was done in Silver Springs, Florida. Well, I hope you enjoyed this latest installment of Sea Hunt It's Still Alive, brought to you by Scuba Shack Radio. How about that? Mike Nelson takes out the revolutionary leader of a country with a small revolver while in his wetsuit. Well, that wraps up episode 59 of Scuba Shack Radio. Again, I want to thank you for listening and hope that you'll pass it along to your friends and family and anybody who's interested in the underwater world. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with more Scuba Shack Radio. Until then, take care, everyone. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time. <laughs>